This is Sexy Book Club. Like the name says, we talk about sexy books with an emphasis on the sex. So keep listening only if you're ready for frank and explicit conversation. Welcome to Sexy Book Club. I'm Tom. I'm Carla. And I'm Amy. And we're three friends who read a sexy book or... Well, in this week's case, a not so sexy book, but we'll get to that. Uh, we read a sexy book and then we talk about what we liked and what we didn't like and everything else that might have been uh, good or bad about it. Uh, today's book is one that I picked. It's called The Doctor Wears a Stetson Diamondback Ranch, the original series, book one. And it's by Anne-Marie Novark. It was written in 2010. Uh, and according to the author, this is the hotter and sexier version of The Doctor Wears a Stetson. The love scenes are steamier and more graphic. For a sweeter read, check out The Doctor Wears a Stetson in the Diamondback Ranch Sweeter series. So I know what you're thinking. Like, yeah, Tom, why'd you pick this book? Well, that was the reason why I picked this book. I was looking forward to, like, a real good steamy book. And this one, spoiler alert, did not deliver. Uh, but yeah, let's read uh, a couple things. We got uh, the write up, the, the you know, blurb. What's that? Blurb. The blurb. Yes, of course, the blurb. I was looking for the word blurb and could not think of it. All right, here's the blurb. Jesse Kincaid was 15 and innocent when Cameron asked her to the prom. She lost her heart that night, but his plans didn't change. He left their small town to pursue his dreams. 17 years later, a trip home leads Cameron McCade back to Salt Fork, Texas, and the newly widowed Jesse Devine. Since his return, the fire between them burns hot as ever. Can they take up where they left off? Can Jesse risk her heart again? Oh my god, can I just say, in the blurb, she spells her name Jesse Devine, D-I-V-I-N-E, but then the rest of the book, she spells it D-E-V-I-N-E, so is it Devine, because... It's a sex book, or is it divine? <laughs> like a name, divine? Yeah, I think it's like I said mm. it divine anyway, I but it was spelled D E V I N E in the book. It sure was. You know what? I didn't even notice that. I mean, the blurb writer <laughs> is often not the book writer, so that could not be. I will hold this author to account for many things, but that will not, <laughs> not be one of them. Not be one of them. You're so kind. As far as the cover of the book is concerned, we've got a. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say he's handsome because I can't really see his face. Uh, but we've got a man wearing a what I'm assuming is a Stetson. It probably even isn't <laughs> because <laughs> of other things with this book. Uh, but he's wearing a cowboy hat of some sort. He's up against a brick wall and he's got like a tank top and some jeans on. Man, you can see so much more. That, like all I, know, I see I was is like, a I giant hairy arm. <laughs> Me he's, too. He's just got the hairiest forearms. He's got the hairiest forearm. He does. He looks broody as shit. Yeah, mine was like also a much more like zoomed in tight picture of like mm. hat arm. The main characters of this book are uh, Jesse Devine. She's got full lips, small dimple in her chin, a slender waist, and short blonde hair. Which we were discussing before we recorded that you actually don't find out what color her hair is until like 200 pages into the book, which is impressive character building, I have to say. Um, Cameron McCade, sapphire blue eyes, wavy dark brown hair, strong jawline, a hint of dimples when he smiles. He's tall and he's powerfully built. I mean, sounds promising. 
doesn't. It does, doesn't it? He's a cowboy. He's a doctor. This Former quarterback. Like, yeah, it seemed right? like the it homecoming been, king. Yep, could have been fun. Could have been fun. And she's she's a mechanic. Like she runs a mechanic shop. Like on paper, right off the top, that's kind of fun. Like those are fun characters. There could be like some class issues. He's a doctor. She's like a blue collar worker. I mean, no, so nope. much. We don't so get into potential. any of that. But. So much potential. <laughs> This book takes place in Salt Fork, Texas, which is a small town. It has just, it's the quintessential small town feel, right? Everyone knows everyone. It's super local. Everyone's tight knit. Everyone's in each other's business. You have to go, you know, 80 miles to get to the nearest doctor, which is a big problem for this small town, but they hold things like the big bonfire for the for the pep rally for the first football game of the season and everyone's into homecoming and everyone goes to all the games and it's it's really that kind of varsity blues feeling about this small town. Uh, other than that, we do know that there are some pretty big landholders in this town. So Jesse Devine, who married T.R. Devine, had the rights to this mineral property. Where? <laughs> On the McKay Diamondback Ranch. So I'm sure Carla will talk a little bit more about say, that. But I'm not going really, to get into You're really into teeing stuff. me up. I am. So <laughs> th- those are like the really big settings that we have is the Diamondback Ranch, which causes a bit of an issue. And then we have Jesse's Mechanic Shop. Auto shop, garage, garage. Yeah, it's Thank like you. a gas station slash yeah garage yeah. mechanic shop. Yeah, and then there's also just little places around town. The diner, the you know, if you watch Gilmore Girls, I assume every place that you could see a scene play out in Gilmore Girls, you would see a scene play out in The Doctor Wears a Stetson. That tracks. So the conflict, and I I mean, this is a conflict, but it is not like the main driving force of the book. But as Amy mentioned, so um, Jesse was married to TR. He passed away two years ago. He left her. Uh, his family owned the mineral rights to not only their property, but the neighboring uh, mineral rights for the Diamondback Ranch, which is where Cameron and his family live, the McCabe's. He made her swear to him that he would not sell the mineral rights to the McCabe's because of some feud between their grandfathers. She also promised Ruth, Cameron's mom, that she wouldn't lease them to this, um, you know, mining company. But uh, unfortunately, she has no money. She's going to lose her dad's garage. Her dad's passed away. It's like the last thing she has of him. Plus, it's like, you know, her livelihood. Um, So she does end up leasing the mineral rights, (gasps) which, I mean, Ruth is fine with. (laughs) Yeah, there's like that. They set that up to be a big like um, the McCades versus the divines and it was that whole like we can't be together because of our families and that didn't really no. yeah his his yeah. one brother was really mad about it um but that's it like everybody yeah. else was of kind of fine with it and nothing came of it so i'm saying that's the conflict but really the conflict was between cameron being an asshole and jesse being the weakest piece of shit 
that ever existed. Whoa! Strong words! You know, that's pretty good summary of those two characters. Uses, like, the same excuse over and over. I can't betray that my... I was a shitty wife. I married this dude that I didn't even love. But I tried to be a good wife, but I couldn't... I'm, I'm barren. And I couldn't give him the kids he wanted. He was 10 years older than her. And he died because, damn it, there wasn't a hospital close enough to save him. Oh, this book. Just hearing the plot again is making me angry. Well, because there's so much, right? Because then Jesse is like, has made all of this effort to build this community medical clinic. Um, because she's, the, by the way, amazing because she's, yeah. mar- she's the head of the Chamber of Commerce, which would have Something nothing like to do with this. She yeah. also in one sentence is like, well, I'm on city council, too, but that's never mentioned again. So no, I think they just forgot again. to edit that line out. But, um, yeah, like, that's pretty amazing. Way to yeah. go, Jesse. Like, making change in your own community to make things better. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm really trying to get them see, to but... check it out. <laughs> I mean, come on, hoping to get him to move back to Salt Fork much? Yeah. Can't even say that. So do we want to give, we're sort of just firing off in all directions. Do we want to give a a very brief plot summary? Yeah, so uh, basically the the plot of this, I almost said movie, but the plot of this book is that uh, when Jesse was 15, Cameron, who was 18 at the time, asked her to the prom. Uh, She had a fantastic time and fell in love with him, even though he kind of forced himself on her. Yeah. Well, there was no kind of about it. He did. Um, Anyway, she fell in love with him, even though there was like a horrible one date. But, you know, it can be excused. Teenagers are somewhat terrible. Um, But anyway, she's always been in love with him. She married this other dude, as Carla mentioned, even though she didn't love him. That guy died. Cameron comes back to town just for like a visit because it's his mom's birthday coming up. But of course, like they brush hands basically. And it's like sparks are flying. Oh, my God. Panties are wet. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Although nothing nearly as sexy as that, because this book is very lacking in that. Uh, They decide to go out on a date and they rekindle their spark, and then nothing happens for the majority of the book. <laughs> well, no, no. It's rich with incident. Happen. So many well, things happen. But... And then nothing happens. And then things almost happen, and it's always like, yes, let's do this. I should finally be happy, says Jesse. And then also says Jesse, no, TR's yeah, memory. It's... And then Cameron there is the whole time going, woman, let's fuck. I wish he, that's what he was like. You, in that sentence, made him sound more appealing than he ever was in this yeah. whole book. Let's talk about Cameron. I Let's. would like to talk about him Let's. a fair bit, because oh, he God. is just the worst. Let me find all my notes that just say, ugh, and me really, and, and this well, that's guy. forceful, and manipulative yep. much. It, those oh, are all super my, manipulative. Those are all my notes. Ugh. Ugh. You should wear a dress more often. Yuck. From the end? No, from the No, that's from the beginning. beginning. Okay, because her wardrobe comes up again later in a way that made me really mad. <laughs> like, yep. right at the very end. Ooh, consent? Okay, so when when Tom said before he forced himself on her, they didn't have sex. No. Um, uh, but here's the line. Um, so, 
Before she could turn to look, Jessie was locked in a vice-like embrace. Cameron's lips came down on hers hard, demanding. He forced her mouth open, plunging his tongue inside, grinding his lips against hers until he th- she thought she would smother. And then she, like, tries to rationalize it. Jessie realized Cameron was hurting and angry. She felt an overwhelming need to give him comfort, but the punishing force of the kiss frightened her, and she tried to push him away. And then he's like, I'm sorry, that was your first kiss. I'm being a shithead. Like, let's try it. Let's try it again. I apologize. Which was somewhat so, redeeming. Okay, I mean, he's still the worst, but I was like, sure. okay, okay. And then he says that, and literally one paragraph later, he has like, Grab, they're in a car, by the way, at Lover's Lane. Of course And they he, are. like, grabs the thing, you know, that makes the car go flat, the seat go flat, and he's on top of her. A paragraph <laughs> yeah. later, after, yeah. like, it was on your her. first kiss. Let's just make it more romantic. Bam! On her, and again being, like, aggressive. And she does not seem, even knowing her inner dialogue, she's, like, into it, but physically she is not into it yeah. at all. Yeah. It's a real auspicious start for this book. I'll tell you that much. Uh, This kind of continues with Cameron through the book. He's the one who wants to move their relationship uh, basically to the bedroom. Uh, And she is constantly resisting him. And he will say like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You want to take it slow. And then it's same sort of thing. It's like immediately he's back to like mauling her essentially. And it's like, well, dude, that's not what she said. Like, it's just nonstop with this guy. And he'll, like, agree with her and then keep doing it. But he also is just so fucking domineering in every aspect of life. It is, <laughs> like, it made me so angry. They so, were discussing her dead husband, and he's like, well, he was 10 years older. Did you even really love him? Yeah, what the fuck was that? Literally after they had, like, hey, I remember you. You were my prom date 17 years ago. Oh, your car's fan belt needs to be repaired? And then it's like that interaction, right? When he's like, well, did you even love him? Like, what the fuck kind of thing is that to say to a person you don't know? And the entire book, he doesn't even know if he loves her. He just wants her. And she's very aware of it. She's like, he only wants to have sex. I want more than sex. Let's do it. Let's not do it. Let's do it. Let's not do it. He's like getting really pissy about it. And I hate that is pissy like he is pissy around her and her employee who is also a mechanic for no reason other than dude has a penis like nothing happens um that makes him like be jealous also again they are nothing to one another he has no reason to be jealous even ugh Mm -hmm. Ugh. When she meets him, a resounding ugh. when she meets him at the diner later, they talk about him coming in and like oh my everyone God. knows him, right? So everyone's like, "Hey, blah blah blah. Hey, Cameron, you're back. Big doctor in the big city. Way to go!" Because he's like a surgeon in Houston. It is a pretty big deal. Good for it you, is, Cameron. Yeah, we're getting very a promotion. Um, and everyone's like saying hi to him, and he's like, "This is kind of exhausting," but whatever. He goes to sit down to wait for her, and then she comes in, and she lives there. Head of the Chamber of Commerce knows every fucking person in town. And she's like saying hello to people also. And he comes up and literally grabs her by the arm and is like, come sit down with me now. I We're on a date. You're not here to talk to these people. You like, see these people all the time. Yeah, that scene, <sighs> I had written down diner scene. 
and just like, oh, fuck, man. Yeah. Like, what is this book is just full of these things, though. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty <sighs> much every interaction is she's uncertain and he's super ass pushy and it's not sexy. Like there's it's not the it's not the domineering personality that we're used to in these kind of books where there's it, there's I don't know, like that she's so drawn to that power. It's this is just straight up. Yuck. Well, yeah. other than other saying like he's so charming and like people saying that we literally are never shown that he no. never says anything like charming or sexy or like any uh, no. I have no idea why she likes him other than she went to prom with him when she was 15 and had a crush on him like there's nothing likable about him like so it just makes no sense and like I can be into an alpha male in a romance novel like we've talked about this before on this show like that can be good like Rage. confidence is he sexy wasn't, totally. he wasn't a good like guy he, he wasn't charming yeah, you wouldn't like you didn't want to like hang out with him and have a beer. No, but I'd let him fuck me. <laughs> but exactly. So, but this guy, like, there's just nothing to. There was nothing for me to like grasp onto. Can to I give even a good like example to yes. back up w- exactly what you're saying? So they're in the diner, right? Um, he orders them two orders of chicken fried steak and two pieces of chocolate cake. There's, you know, the the waitress is like, yeah, for sure. Uh, winks at them, leaves. Jesse blushes, like, get out of here, you. Cameron says, you're beautiful when you blush. I want to kiss you again. I want to do a lot more than kiss you. You just, you, or, you, no. you just. It's casual date night, man. <laughs> like, yeah. And then it said, <laughs> my note for that was, holy shit, get right to the point, why don't you? And then the next one is. Jesse nearly choked on her ice water. <laughs> like she's she's taken aback by like and it's not it's not forwardness that has a charm to it. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you just said that. Like, my <laughs> goodness. It's like, whoa, slow down. We just. Yeah, it's cake. not a it's not a tea tea he he. It's a <laughs> yeah. uh, like because oh, they literally and, just sat oh. down like on their first date. Right. Oh. And. Yeah. Like sorry. being sexually. <laughs> Amy's like, clenching her fist. I'm sorry. There's. <laughs> Being, um, yeah, like sexually confident or I can imagine like in a book or in real life being on a date with someone and then being like, you're so fucking hot. Like, I wish we could leave here right now and being yeah. like, all right, that's okay. awesome. I'm yeah. into that. I mean, we're not okay. going to because we just ordered some chocolate cake. So like put a pin in <laughs> yeah. that. But plus um, it was like what? Chicken, and chicken, chicken fried, fried steak, steak before yeah. that. <laughs> also, are you going to eat chicken fried steak and chocolate cake and feel not bloated enough to fuck all night? Yeah. Right? I'm sorry. Not we're going home to watch Netflix. Yeah. That's what yeah. we're doing. There's exactly. no sex happening today. I'm full of chicken exactly. fried steak. Exactly. Sorry, I got really mad there before because as I was looking for different notes trying to get like away from this scene, I looked down at the bottom and here he's all like, she's like, but you're moving too fast for me. Let's take it slow and easy. She tried to smile. And what he said made me so mad. And guys, we're only 51 pages into this. I know. I'll do my best, sweetheart. That's all I can promise. I'm yeah, sorry, like, you or can do you could just respect what she wants. Yes. Yeah. I was like, yuck. You can absolutely promise not to go faster than she wants to go. Yeah. Like, yuck. Yeah. Well, then he like, I mean, it it is consensual, but he like assaults her in the parking lot. Right. Basically. Yeah. Um, I also think that maybe this author just has a problem writing male characters. 
Because, like, the two guys that they see in the parking lot that are oh like, God. hey, are you okay? Those fucking guys. And then immediately, once they see it's Cameron, they're just like, bro, dude, bro, <laughs> yeah, totally. fuck him. You should fuck Cameron. Mm. Like, what? But in a more, like, cowboy kind of way. Yeah. But that, like, yeah, you better get her home, Cameron. Like, those guys, too. To uh. be fair, Tom, she also is terrible at writing female characters. Well, mm-hmm. you know what? You've got a point. She's oh. ambidextrous in that sense. Because <laughs> she can't write any characters Because no as one as is concerned. a real human being. No. no, like it is. This is one of those books where this is so mean. I'm sure she's a lovely person. I'm sh- oh, like just in case it needs to be said for our listeners. Yeah, this is in no way a reflection of what we think about the people who actually write the book. Absolutely. Oh, no. I'm sure yeah. she's lovely. But like, it's like she has never. Okay. <laughs> I did a little I'm research. Where this is going. I did a little <laughs> research on the author. She married her high school sweetheart. Okay. She lives in Texas. So, so far. Right. What you know. Sure. Great. Yep. Um, but do you think that because she has never been an adult in a dating situation, she has no comprehension of how human beings interact in that yes. situation? I have like, to say no. Because oh. I also married oh, my God, high school sweetheart. Oh, God, you're right. And you're not a... I know exactly how humans interact. I know that when one person says, I'd like to think we could be friends, Cameron, the other person is not going to say, I think we could be more than friends, he said, squeezing her hand. I think we already are. No. Those were, no. You're right. Someone might say those words, (laughs) but that person's not going to be sticking around if they do say those words. You're not going to have another 200 pages after that. She's going to be like, you got the check? Sweet. Bye. Have fun on your drive back to Houston. Bye bye. I'll <laughs> find another doctor. Also, okay, he does wear a Stetson. Sure, I expected there to be sex with the Stetson. I mean, they let's, joke let's, about it later. We talk about the sex. Yeah, yeah let's talk about because we're sex. just getting angry. Yeah, yeah, that's well, true. Talking let's about the sex angry. isn't going to make me less angry. <laughs> no, it's not going to make. I don't know why I said that. I guess, Sorry. <laughs> is there anything else we need to cover before we get to the sex in regards to like Cameron or or Jesse as well? We haven't talked about her much. I don't know. I think she she uses her guilt to not do anything with her life. Yep, that's fair. Yeah. So the thing was, she oh, okay, Jesse. So when she was like eighteen. Her dad got sick with cancer, so her plan had also been to leave Salt Fork, but that didn't happen. She stayed. She was taking care of her dad. She met this other man. We have no idea how, whatever. They were married, and she, like, has this incredible, like, burden of guilt because she he was really, like, kind to her and helpful when her dad was sick, and that's kind of why they got married, but they weren't, like, she wasn't, like, horny for him, right? She was already yeah, a no. widower at that point because yeah. his wife had already died. Yeah. But, again, we don't know how. Right. No. Or, and we don't even Mystery. know that yet until the until near well, yeah. the end. Yeah. But, so she feels really guilty that, like, I didn't love him as much as I should have. Although we see no evidence of that. It sounds like they had a nice enough life together, like, whatever. Yeah. Well, and they boned. She yeah. tried to give him kids. And, yeah. She was let the off language the hook so many times, though. She was let off the hook of this guilt so many times in the book. And I think that's why she frustrated me so much is because she she held on so hard to this one character trait for Jesse, which was the guilt that stopped her from moving anywhere. When Even when she found out that TR didn't love her the same way from 
she found that out from the the woman at the diner, right? Yeah. Was yeah. like TR who came had a in hilarious here, name, and he was so yeah. And he was, like, worried about marrying you because he wasn't completely in love with you either, but, like, you guys tried to do right by each other. That's an out. Yeah. Like, finding out that what the two grandfathers all that long time ago were fighting about was a woman who followed her heart and went with the man she loved instead of stayed with the man she was betrothed to. That's an out. Like, (laughs) and she didn't take any of them. Yeah, When Sarah Sue lets you know about it, yeah. You take that to heart. To be fair, that made me mad, though. Oh, yeah. Like, that they were, like, right near the end when she's been like, oh, I was a terrible wife. I was a terrible wife. And then she's like, oh, don't even worry about it. He didn't even really love you either. Like, it just made me, like, sad in a way. Because I think... um a widow or a widower is a fairly common trope in romance novels because it gives you a reason for someone to be like alone, but sexually experienced, but um, not dating until they like find the person or whatever. So it is something that like I've read lots of books where there is a widow or a widower and you don't have to make their first relationship bullshit to make this one real. Yeah. Like, that seems yeah. shitty to me for some yeah. reason, even though these aren't real people, obviously. <laughs> it still just felt like, but why? Why did she, why did their marriage have to, in hindsight, like, be bad? Like, I don't know that I would want to know after I'd been married to someone for, like, eight years and they died. Like, well, he didn't really love you anyway. No, that'd be horrible. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Even though she to, didn't either, but yeah. it was supposed to give her the out, like Amy's saying, but she still didn't even take still it. So it was it served no purpose. No purpose. Yeah. You know, if it lessened her guilt and made her like go after the man she'd always been in love with, like, okay. Cool. Yeah. Like then it has like it's a plot device with a reason, but that mm-hmm. didn't happen. <sighs> also, she uh, took apart his car, which is just fucking yeah. wild. I oh, yeah. Can we talk great. about that? Can we talk about that real quick? Um, yeah. So basically, <laughs> when when Cameron arrives uh, in town, he stops at the garage, and Jesse determines that he needs a new fan belt for his brand new Jaguar that Which, she's never worked on before. She has no idea about this car, but she would oh she would love to. Uh, and then the next day, when he comes to pick up his car, she's literally taking the engine out of it. It's like strewn about. The shop Not even taking the engine out, taking the engine out apart. and apart. And apart. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, sorry, I just had never worked on one of these before. Like, this is your business. Like, what are you doing, you fucking maniac? It was so (laughs) crazy to me. I was like, this is very unprofessional. It's so unprofessional, and it just is so crazy. And also... I did a little research on this. There's no way you can take apart an engine and then put it back together that quickly. If she had just taken it out to like to look at it or whatever yeah, else, sure. Then yeah. maybe like you could kind of like do that, but especially with a really high end car like that, there'd be all these like computer parts and stuff. Yeah. It, no, is, it would be it like a two or three crazy. day process to take it apart and then put it, it back just, together. She is a wild Sam thing. was there to help. Well, that's true. Sam was there to help. Oh my but goodness. like, I mean, what an insane thing. It's such a crazy thing that I actually kind of love it because why would you even think of that in the thing? Like, she could have just, he could have caught her like 
a mile away driving his car. Like there was yeah. a lot of sure. ways to like do yep. something kind of fun. And her he's being sitting like, at the diner and he sees yeah. his Jag like yes, blow exactly. past. And when he but goes like, to pick it up, he's like, how's she ride? You know, yeah. or like he's walking by and he hears like the engine being revved really high because she's like, she just wants to hear it purr sort <laughs> of thing. She's doing donuts in the parking lot. Totally. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, literally taking the engine apart. Yeah. It's so it insane. It just is so funny. Like it really like made me laugh. Like I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it was very out there. And I she's feel the like president there... of the Chamber of Commerce. This is no way to run a business in a <laughs> small she town. Articles for the newspaper about homecoming. Well, no wonder her business is failing if she has to spray right? you up days upon days putting together engines that she took apart and can't get to the oil changes she needs right? to do. Right? Oh man. I feel like okay. they tried to do too many little things like that they to make did. her seem like yes. quirky and independent and different from the other girls because she was always in coveralls and it didn't it didn't land for me. No, because none uh, of it made sense. Like, sorry, Tom, I know you're trying no to worries. like get to the bone. I'm trying to wrangle. Yeah. But, I'm trying to wrangle. I can't wrangle you guys. But the thing with the coveralls too, like so the whole beginning part where she he like comes and asks her to prom she doesn't even really know him he's like the king of the school and she's like well i guess i better go like figure this out so she goes and like buys a white dress which is a very bold choice for someone who never wears dresses and is always greasy but okay um and is like well i've never worn makeup or heels but then like buys makeup and puts it on somehow and this was like 2010 it wasn't like now where you there's a tutorial for everything on YouTube. Like sure. she has no sisters. Like there's it's just like it also seems she also can't write women is what I'm saying. You can't just be like one day like I guess I'm going to start wearing makeup and heels and then just do that. I mean, no. you can, but you won't be very good at it. No. Cuz those are skills that you have to learn. Yeah, no. If 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 you were attempting to uh, do some sort of makeup job on yourself that's like prom worthy and you had zero experience with it like it would be terrible you better have seven hours to youtube that's all i have to say youtube <laughs> right? tutorials out the ass for that one like Fair it enough. just is anyway okay we, we right. tom what do you want to talk about uh well uh let's change gears car joke and we'll talk about the sex scene not like one sex scene uh, well, technically, I have three marked down, but one of them is literally one sentence yes. long, and I would like to read it to you now. <laughs> Get this ready, guys. The, it's yes, super this hot. Is, this is the um, hot version of this book, so just keep that in mind. Yeah. The bed squeaked in time to the rhythm of their passion. After the fires were banked, they lay together in the darkness still joined. End of scene. Whole scene. Whole scene. <laughs> That's the like whole say, sex scene. She didn't say cock or pussy nope. in this no. not once. There's How about no womb watch twenty nineteen? No womb. No womb. No womb. I know, no womb. see, and it's only so it's been like fifty percent so far, which isn't much. Although they did talk about babies a lot, so again in this book it would have been appropriate. Sure. It would have, yeah. In yeah, more have. ways than many of the others where they weren't, but whatever. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so three three sex scenes, that being one of them, and then a few where they, like, kind of make out. Yeah, or it's, like, alluded to but never actually mentioned. Yeah. Oh, my God. The first sex scene, page 132. That yep. is square halfway yeah. through this motherfucking book. Yep. Yep. I should not have to wait 100 pages for mediocre sex. 
That's it. We I think we talked about this last time. If there is like a long buildup and there actually is like good tension and maybe they have like kind of fooled around but nothing's happened because they like went up to the barn at his mom's <gasps> right. birthday party Rolled and like I thought like, the, ooh, someone's going to happen. Cotton yeah, for sure. seed? What yeah. is cotton seed? Just say, hey, please be classic. <laughs> I have um, feelings. <laughs> we have it there, people. Just say, hey. <laughs> I mean, she is from Texas. Maybe that was like some real good Texas realism. Maybe, maybe it's softer than hey. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, if there's a lot of like good buildup, anticipation can be like a powerful sexual force. But this totally. was not that. They were both no. just unlikable and terrible. And then they had weird, terrible sex. <laughs> and then. And I'm sorry. Did he go down on her? Um, not the negative. first time? No. Definitely not the first time. He I want to say in the third he did time. did the third time. He literally, I might have the actual quote, but he, like, puts his mouth on her, she comes, that's it. Yes. Like, because yep. they'd already been fooling around, I guess. So, obviously, she was on the edge from the moment his yeah. hands touched her. From the moment his yep. hands, like, here's my question, guys. Do you think that the author is secretly 15 years old? Because so much of this book reads like someone who doesn't have any experience in real life. Yeah. And also just the way like Jesse has been like obsessed with this dude who wasn't her high school boyfriend, no. but was no, just a one guy date. that she went to the prom with and then never talked to again. And like, you know, everyone in town knows he broke her heart. And like, I'm not saying that when you're 15, you make good decisions like that tracks for me. That's believable. Believing mm -hmm. that you were in love with someone. Sure. But then yeah. as you mature and become a 32 year old woman, you might realize, wait a minute. Oh, I wasn't, it was just a crush. I wasn't actually in love with that guy. I didn't even know that guy. Yeah. But they never seem to tell get to story, know each other. Girl. No. And it just doesn't like it just makes me think it was someone really young. Yeah, like her feelings for him, it's like she didn't change from her 15-year-old self. No. And yep. and he did, maybe sort of, just in, in his profession, but still remained just a horny guy the whole time. And her having been through a lot, like her dad got really sick and died. She married a man and they, whatever, like they didn't have a... Mm -hmm bad life they had a life whatever. together though. they had a life together he also then had an accident and then died she runs a business like it has been more than half of her life since she went on this one date with this guy like and now it's this so, whole it it's so fucking tragic now? and sad to me that like that's the and it literally says like it was the defining moment of her life like everything changed and no one thinks that shit about shit that happens when you're 15 except no. when you're 15 yeah yeah. So maybe. I really like this theory. I think it's got, I think there's credence to this theory that the author is secretly 15 years old. I'm still going to roast it if, as if she's a grown ass woman. Oh, sure. me too. Okay. Yeah. Um, protection wasn't necessary. Oh, boy. Protection oh, boy. wasn't necessary. You guys, just in case you're 15 and listening to this, don't. But just in case that you also are 15 and don't listen to others, like most 15 year olds don't. Protection is always necessary, regardless always necessary. of if you think you are barren or not. Because heads up, he is from he he lives in Houston. Who knows how many people he's banged? 
This is Who fair. Knows? She won't so, even she wouldn't even go to the doctor to get a fertility test when she was trying to get pregnant with her husband who wanted her to have a baby. Do you think she's getting to. STD tests done? No. Because no. her husband wasn't a virgin. Like it just yeah, it's nope. mind blowing. It is mind blowing. I saw that and I just like I had to reread it a couple times. So I was like, no, surely. Oh, wow. Oh, and then she lies straight up to him. She's like, he's like, oh, you're protected. And she's like, it's like, yeah, absolutely totally covered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, absolutely. Not like timid. Yeah. But an absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the one thing, though, that I do see here, velvety sacks. So he oh. must have had some really soft peach fuzzy balls. <laughs> well, that's nice. Right? That's uh-huh. descriptive. Uh-huh. His velvety sacks. Yeah, sacks. she does suck his dick in both the sex Sacks. Yeah. How many sacks does a man have, Tom? Well, it's actually just the one. That's what I thought. Um, I thought maybe. But uh, there's, there's kind of like two halves to it. Yeah. But it's not different sacks. It's not like they are independent of one another. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, they're not penduluming back and forth like those things you see on like '80s villain, '80s movie villain desks. <laughs> yeah, like I like how none of us can think of the actual name to that, that contraption. Does anyone know Don't what know. those things are called? Don't you know, know those little like, ball those... smacker. <laughs> the exactly. little ball smacker. I like that we're all doing the motion yes. of the thing. Like you know the thing. Yeah, you know. Um. So. But yes, fuzzy. I do think I do think this person might be very young, considering that when he pushed into her until he was secured, you know, like lock into place, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. know where your emergency exits are. <laughs> he had to wait a minute, holding his breath, afraid he'd explode. And then I said, this is the worst description of the first thrust ever. That is fair. Ever. <sighs> He also has an amazing refractory period. I think we might have cracked the code. I think this person is like 15 or 16 years yeah. old or like 18 years old. So still like in the thick of thinking, you know. Because that would make sense that this would be steamy, right? And yeah. then writing yeah. something like this when you're young. Ooh, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Velvety sex. Um, you know, I like how they they described <coughs> what sex was. They quickly discovered their own unique rhythm, coming together, pulling apart. <laughs> I, I I think my note for that is, is that how it's done? <laughs> I'm learning so much from the this doctor. Is, Where's a Stetson? It's been very informative, very educational. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Now that you've thrown that theory out there, Carla, the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm like, this is 100 percent what's going on in this book. And also her being like, well, he's just being pushy. This is again prom. He's just being pushy because him and his girlfriend just broke up. So he's sad. It's he's like that, that sad thing that women do. And maybe guys, I don't know. I wasn't a teenage boy. I was only a teenage girl where like you are like overly generous with your feelings and being understanding yeah. of like why people are being shitty in the ways they're being shitty. Oh no, and that's that the maybe, exact opposite of what being a teenage boy is like. Them. Maybe you could fix them. Maybe exactly. if no, you no, understood no, 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 and no. loved them enough, you could fix them. Yeah, because Welcome that's, to a teenage girl mind. Yeah, totally. It just is. We all like a DIY. <laughs> we all like a little a little emotional project, don't we? Uh, not opposed to it, but it's not I mean it, it's not my preferred. 
Oh, man. So, okay, what are the three sex scenes? So you read the one-liner. Yeah, um, that was the second one. The, I just described the, the first one where they literally describe what sex is. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also like to say there is a lot of talk that normally gets me a little hot, like like taking and like um, like the possessiveness of the act of sex, like for the man. Um, but this line totally, because of how much of a dick he is, I couldn't take it in a sexy way. Um, like he, because he left, right? Like he pissed off yeah. and left while she was sleeping after they had sex for the first time. And then he forced himself to leave. Ignoring the compelling urge to take her again, brand her as his, claim this woman as his own. All of that in like the same. Take her, brand her, claim her. And if he had been a different character, it kind of because remember in the uh, like her dragon to slay, it was a lot of that kind of language. But he was like. This like primal warrior mm-hmm. kind of like I don't know they just like it was played it up in a way though. that made it. He, yes. She was so special. Yes, I don't feel like he thinks that she's special. There's something about her. He can't quite put his finger on it. There's Let me tell you the amazing them. things that he says to her that are so like wonderful and sweet <laughs> that she's like, I'm, oh I'm ready God. to fall in love all over again. I just love him right? so much. I'm like ready. when he's might like, have to read this book again. Talking about uh, prom. I hate that this even comes up so much. When was the last time you guys thought about prom? Probably like the summer after it happened. Oh. He was sick with strep. So I had to go with Bryson. Bryson, if you're listening, I did have a great time. Fair enough. (laughs) So one of the romantic things he does quotes hard air quotes on that is say like because she always felt like I was like your last choice like literally everyone else in town had a date and he's like no, no, that's not true. There's like so many girls in other towns I could have oh gone my with. God. And she's like, swoon. Yeah. And oh, amazing. He also, oh, God. <laughs> he says something about like her wearing a dress. I've never oh. seen you out of coveralls before. <clears throat> yeah, it's like a real neg. Yeah. Well, that's so. And then later he says, like, because she's wearing that dress and he, like, really loves it. Which, again, oh, is fine. One. If your partner always dresses a certain way and then they dress a different way, like, that's pretty fun. If your partner's, like, a worker man and then he puts on a suit, like, that's <gasps> kind of fun. Or mm-hmm. if your partner wears a suit all the time and then he's, like, dressed, like, you know, to do some manual labor. Yep, yeah. Like, that's yeah. pretty fun. What but if he wears, like, like, comic tees all the time? Is there any, like, in between? I mean, that's I mean, pretty hot, too. I guess, obviously, I also think that's very attractive, yeah. apparently, as a real-life example yeah how many t-shirts do you have oh that's amazing i mean i'm talking about mine now (laughs) it's also all like graphic tees yeah oh yeah also a lot of graphic tees uh for mine (laughs) right Mm -hmm. so obviously in real life still kind of fun um but he says um she still preferred jeans, but once in a while when she wore something like that powder blue dress that drove him crazy, there was no doubt she was one sexy woman. And it's like, wait a minute. There should always be no doubt that you think yeah, she's be no sexy. Doubt. But what he's saying, and like there was more to it than that, is that mm-hmm. like, I mean, she's fine. And he in fact even says this, not to her, but like his internal thoughts are like, well, she wasn't like beautiful, but she's like pretty cute and like cute. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it just is like, Ugh. You don't, do you even like her? 
Because you know what? If Half you the love time, someone, I don't think he does. I don't think he does either. And even... Okay, sorry. I am so mad at this guy. I hate yeah, him okay. so much. No, but he's fine. like... He asks her to marry him. And she says, no. Mm-hmm. And then he is like... Because he's been told no. Let's not kid ourselves. It's not because he's madly in love with her. It is because he was told no that he's like full frontal assault. Sending yeah. you a million... Bouquets of flowers will not 17, one for each year they weren't together after the prom. Um, That's like the only one borderline romantic gesture. Well, he also gives her his fucking car. Yeah, he gives her his car. Talk about buying a woman. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he, (laughs) this thing, okay. So she's like said no. Um, Like, I love you so much. Blah, blah, blah. I want you to be my wife and share my life and have my babies. And she's like, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, this is a, a little bit later, like two pages later. He's like, acting on impulse could only get a man so far, especially a man who planned every little detail of his life up until now. Cameron decided it was time to make a few new plans, comprehensive plans, if he wanted to convince Jesse they belong together. Here's a fucking radical notion. If you want to marry a woman who is an adult human being and you're an adult human being, maybe have a fucking conversation with her about why you love her and why you want to be together and like talk about it instead of just this like, again, I think she's 16, you guys. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a conversation a 15 year old had. Love isn't. Digging into the dirty details and finding out, like, what's going on. Love is romantic, big, huge gestures. Also, if you watch them off movies, that's what you learned. They do not say the L word to each other. No, and he he asks her to marry him after four months, which is not a dig. I got engaged after, like, ten months, which some people thought was very fast. Like, that's fine. No judgment. But, like, they had never even talked about if... Like, he didn't even know if she wanted to get married again. Like, there are some conversations you should have. Again, she's 32 and he's 35. Like, you have you talk about things because life isn't just grand gestures. So mm-hmm. I'm like, absolutely. The author is like a teenager. Right. Oh, yeah. Because it's all grand gestures. None of the like real stuff. And I know it's a romance novel, so it's going to be like. What's your debt load? You know, you're not going to have those conversations <laughs> that like, What's your you would actually score? have in real life. But there's mm-hmm. some middle ground there between yeah. like, we've never had an intimate conversation and but I want to get married. But here's all these flowers and I love you. And like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it goes from your previous husband was 10 years older than you. Did you even love him? Or did he even love you to, hey, I'm three years older than you and we should get married? Yeah. What? Well, and she kept what? she kept using the word unsophisticated to describe herself. Like she was somehow still a child. Like she mentions it twice right before she decides to have sex with him again after she told herself <laughs> she wouldn't. Sure. Um, cause, but we don't get to see or read about that sex scene. It no. was for this one night she would forget he was going to leave. She'd pretend they were there they were forever and ever. She would pretend they were forever and ever. And afterwards, she refused to think about that. The four little asterisks and then Jess, wake up. Cameron kissed the silky yeah. hollow at the base yeah, of the throat. This was the scene that I was like thinking, oh yeah, this is what the warning at the start of the book was about. Like, like this is the fucking now. one where she lets loose and like puts that guilt behind her. My note was 
Nope. She skipped the motherfucking sex scene? You that don't she yada yada the best part. Oh, God. Yeah. Yep. It's yep. a sex yep. book. I would yeah. like there to be sex in it. There was. There Especially was when you say that it's the steamier version. Oh, God. Somebody, listener, please read, because I can't bring myself to do it. No. Please read the less steamy version and just tell us, did we get the wrong one? <laughs> right. Was I mean, I assume the other, Amazon? the two sex scenes that are actually sex scenes, like, just happen like that one did. I'm I sure assume. they'd be dot, dot, dotted. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not even hot. I don't. I know we've said no. this, but like, no, they were like. Good. Um, she's a teenager. He like plays with her yeah. boobs a bunch, and then yeah. like sticks it in her. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This this teenager theory is really <laughs> holding strong. Yeah. It's carrying a lot of water. I gotta say. I think it. I think. I think we've. I think we've nailed it, you guys. I the author really okay. photo is not a teenage person, but it wouldn't be, would it? No. Yeah. Why it's would probably it be? just a stock image of like. Cute sixty-year-old Texas woman. Yeah. Sure. Okay, I think I know the answer, uh, but I have to ask: bonability for either character, yay or nay? Fuck no. Two thumbs God. down from Amy. And Fuck a, no from and Carla. A fart noise. Thumbs down. Agreed. And a fart noise. Agreed with the no. They're both terrible and would drive me insane. You know who I'd have sex with? I'd have sex Dallas? with Sam. Sam. Oh, me Sam. Too. Me too. I All would right. totally yep, yep, yep. fuck Sam because he was caring concerning he actually was the only character that showed like regular human emotion based upon the situation he was also kind of funny by like carrying her into the office oh spoiler alert she ended up being pregnant it wasn't just the flu her dead husband apparently his swimmers didn't swim couldn't get the job done you know shotgun wedding because now she's pregnant she said yes they live happily i don't know I mean, were they happy to start with? No, they were don't they? even know each other. All right. Ugh. Anyway, no, all right. they're so, both the yeah, so fuck Sam if he's on the option list. I'm picturing he's... him okay. now as Sam from True Blood, and now I'm like triple on board to oh. have sex with him. Sure, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Even better then. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay, was there? I didn't see any fun adjectives or anything through this whole book. Did anyone catch any? Velvety sacks. Yeah, I wrote down satiny okay. mounds because it's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I sure. miss that. I miss Mounds is pretty good. But I mean, that's um, kind of standard romance novel language. It's just the only one that stuck out because there was like no explicitness, really. There wasn't. Yeah. The only one I made note of was Iron Hard Thighs. Ooh. But like, which would not be comfortable <laughs> to roll around Iron on. Iron Hard Thighs. Him, I assume? Cameron, yeah. Okay. Did he, did he thrust it between her legs by any chance? Was there like rubbing? Oh, yeah, probably he had like. They love that. He stuck a. He stuck his iron hard thigh between her thighs, you know? They're always doing that kind of business. Lots of gyrating, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of of dry humping because a 17 year old wrote this book. Mm, No, no, 15. I was having real sex when I was 17. I was dry. I know. That's what I. But I feel like it seems. I feel like this seems gross (laughs) to say 15. Like I keep wanting to say 18. Guys, I lost my virginity when I was 15. A 15 year old wrote this faux show. <laughs> it, spoiler alert it was me you guys i'm the author oh my god amy is Anne marie novark <laughs> but i i did i wrote it a long time ago but just published it in 2010 you're very critical of your own book i was gonna say there's no way because i bet amy would write a hot romance novel yeah 100 percent Let's talk about ratings. Uh, so out of five, whatever fives you want to give it. Um, Amy, what do you rate this book? I give it an empty velvety sack out of five oh. velvety sacks. 
Wow. An empty velvety sack. It's empty. There's... Empty velvety sack. Yeah. Okay, moving on over to Carla. Yeah, if we can have a zero rating, then it's zero satiny mounds out of a billion satiny mounds. Like, <laughs> it's that infinitesimal. Uh, I can't even give it one out of a billion. Yeah, spoiler alert for me, zero out of five hard thighs. Sorry, iron, what was it? Hard as iron? Iron, iron hard. hard. Iron hard thighs. Zero to five iron hard thighs. This book was torturous to read. It, it was real bad. It's I not even long. It's 250 go. pages and I it's was like, It's super short. Oh. I read it in essentially one sitting, but it was fucking horrible. It was a <laughs> Okay, uh, that about does it for Sexy Book Club this time around. Um, Amy, do you have a book pick for next time? I sure do, Tom. I have chosen the book Angel's Blood by Nalini Singh. This is part of the Guild Hunters series, and I think you're going to love it. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Sexy Book Club Podcast. You know the deal. We'll have all the links and things in the episode description. Uh, you can email us, sexybookclubpodcast at gmail.com. And we also have a Goodreads group uh, named Sexy Book Club. So until next time, keep your metal ball smackers clacking real loudly. <laughs>